welcome back to our next episode of Sunke Podcast. I've got a really exciting topic that I want to bring to the table. Um, so yeah. Hey. How are you guys feeling? Episode three, guys. We're, 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 we're doing well. We're doing well. I beg to differ personally, but <laughs> 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 no, we've done well because we haven't missed an upload date. We've, we've stayed yeah, in that sense, in that last minute sense. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Really good. But I'm excited um, for this episode. I think it's so timely to have mm-hmm. a discussion like this. Definitely. It's very close to my heart because it's kind of a journey that I'm currently going through and undertaking intentionally as well so it would be good good one to bring to the table so we're going to be talking about self-worth and i think in as the conversation goes self-worth kind of interchanges with self-love and self what are the words self-worth self-love self-care self-actualization yeah so that word will kind of just be interchanging just like that money no, that's an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's on the highest, um, whatever, there's that pyramid. And self-actualization is the highest, you know, your Maslow's, third Maslow's, third is that Maslow's? Something. I think Maslow's is more physical. I don't know. I don't know, actually, maybe. But you know your third eye. I don't know if you know about the third eye. But it's about self-actualization. Okay. Look it up, my sis. I, I will. <laughs> Part of your self-worth journey. And <laughs> <laughs> worthy in that, you get me. Okay, it is so actually um it is um Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What's underneath that one? Esteem and then love and belonging, safety needs, and then physical no. What does that say? <laughs> English. <laughs> it's logical. It's logical. <laughs> so just to start off, I'm just gonna ask um just a quick fire question. How would you rate your self-worth? On a scale of one to ten. What ten being the highest or ten being the ten being the highest and one being the lowest. In the mo- in in the moment that you're in now, mm-hmm. how would you rate yourself with? Oof, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So I'll get, I'll read a, a quick definition. So self-worth is the opinion you have about yourself and the value ah. you place on yourself. <laughs> Maybe it's like two hundred. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> So an example it. of self-worth is your belief that you're a good person who deserves good things and vice versa. If you have lower self-esteem where you feel like you're a bad person, you just deserve the worst things. So after, after giving you that definition, how would you rate yourself? Okay. Thank you for that, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, for me, I'm not saying this to me anyhow, but I do think that nine to ten thing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because easy. If, if we're saying it's how I see myself in the present moment, right yes. now, yeah, okay. I, I would say that it's a a lifestyle. Just I want to see myself in good in a good way. So I would mm-hmm. say nine and a half to ten, to be honest. Okay. Mimi, what did you say is the highest one again? <laughs> um, no, no. Actually, I was going to say. I'm going to go between the 8.5 and 9. So the reason I'm saying between 8 and 9, I'm not going to do 10, but between 8 and 9, because I also recognise that just because I think I'm a good person doesn't mean other people think I'm a good person. And so therefore, I'm thinking, I might think I'm a good person, right? Um, 
but that's what but I'm saying. Self worth, though. She said, "How you think about yourself yeah, without not about anyone else. other." That's why I was saying that without considering other people, how you think you are. Yeah, I'm still gonna say between an eight and a nine because I don't think I'm perfect, so I don't think I always do good things, um, mm-hmm. and always warrant good things. So I'm going to say I'm eight and nine. Yeah, I'm Is doing pretty that well. You, that you 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 associate that with being perfect because I think those are two different. Yeah, I think ten mm-hmm. would be like me saying that I'm a great person and I I deserve everything good, and I don't think that's that mm-hmm. means that that I never do anything that doesn't deserve good reward. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. And that's Interesting. not true. I think sometimes I do do things that don't necessarily want warrant good back okay okay like calm yeah. karmic energy okay I like that mm-hmm. yeah i would say um you know when we started talking we were like yeah definitely no i think <laughs> now i'm taking it back i think um obviously one with the definition and also hearing like your reason for your own um scores i think i'm like I, i'm no i'm a seven eight seven eight is because because i'm actively on the journey Mm-hmm. I, I know where I came from so I'm able to say above average but then mm-hmm. I'm not up there yet mm-hmm. I like that for me I think I'm an 8 8.5 and that's because of the journey that I've been through and actually knowing that I do deserve better because I'm a good person um, yeah. so obviously there the, a lot of things that can that influence how you view yourself but in terms of for me I think I'm an like 8.5 8 yeah. but still that kind of fluctuates as well to be fair yeah yeah. I think it does. Yeah. yeah yeah but in this present moment in this present moment uh-huh yeah 8.5 but when you guys started questioning my seamlessness <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna say you saw those dreams about that seamless <laughs> lie lie <laughs> that self-worth that is seamless is not real <laughs> I I wanted to add guys that given the things that have happened to me in the last two weeks alone Mm -hmm. is the reason why I think yours makes sense yeah nine and a half to ten because it's just been a complete like 360 360. of of my life and you know I I just think and I think that I think that I deserve that you know Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think that I'm a bad person necessarily but I think everything that I've been through I deserved what happened in the last two weeks so Mm -hmm. that's why my self-worth is like on a because like you say it does fluctuate but but in this moment right now i feel i deserve everything that's happening to me Mm -hmm. so following from that question of in the present moment i want to kind of take us through the different stages we go through as women so from our childhood to adolescence to our 20s up to our 30s so from from when you were a child um, our parents kind of have an, an influence and our friends have a bigger influence in terms of how we see ourselves. I think as children, we want to fit in. I think to be fair, even as adults, we want to fit in. But how have you seen yourself evolve over the years in terms of your self-worth and self-esteem? Um, it's been quite a journey for me. I was definitely not always this self-assured. Um, but... I think for me, the, the, the fear, I have a real fear about not being self-assured or not knowing myself worth because I have been in really bad situations because I wasn't. So I have such a fear about going to that place where I don't feel good about myself, where I don't understand like who or how I am because you, you tend to compromise a lot more than you should when you feel like that. Yeah. And so for me, it's been such a journey. I've been at the worst end of the spectrum and I've literally mm-hmm. consciously and intentionally made my way to the other side because that's what I wanted. That's who I wanted to be. And that's what I wanted for myself. But Mm -hmm. 
I have this constant fear of like not being self-assured because I know what it does to my spirit. I know what it does in terms of the decisions I make, in terms of the things that attract me when I'm in that space. So I'm so conscious of like maintaining this feeling of, 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 of validating myself, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and not just validating myself saying I deserve the things, but actually being a good person mm-hmm. because karmic energy is real. Mm. So being a good person so that good things can come back to me. Like I'm very, very big on that. But yeah. just trying to be, just trying to be good in the world in general, just trying mm. to do your part in, the, in general, because I, I just, I've seen the fruits of, of being on, on the good end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I have a real fear of going back here. Like I can't, mm. I cannot do it. I cannot allow myself to go there because I, mm-hmm. I know what it is mm-hmm. to be on the other side. And I just, yeah, trauma. I just don't want to go back then. Oh, <laughs> it's real. It's so yeah, real. It is. it is. It really is. I think I'm, I'm a bit similar to Noni in that sense because I've, and I, I think I'll always say this in our podcast, I've been on a mad one the last five to six years, like a mad journey. And I'm so present in that journey. And I have been since I decided to go on it, knowing what it's like to not, to not feel like what I want to feel like, you know, what makes me feel good and what lifts me up to do the right thing, the good thing. Yeah, it's like that fear that you just don't want to go back there because life is rough when you're there. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I was going to talk about this. I was actually going to make an episode about mental health. And I think I will, because I think mm-hmm. I actually really understand it um, more than what I let off anyway. Um, but yeah, it's that, that whole thing of like, is it growing pains or is it you? Like, mm-hmm. are you doing this to yourself or is it just like Self-sabotage. Yeah, yes. you see, and, I'm, and if you know me, you know self-sab is my thing. I think I'm really mm-hmm. good at it. And it's not a good thing, but I actually think mm-hmm. I'm so good at it. And the fear of actually succeeding in that way makes me just G-check myself on a daily. Like, what have mm-hmm. you not done? Because if you don't do it, you'll go back where you don't want to be. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. everyone knows what that scary feeling feels like because at some point you do have to go through it um but yeah man it's just that and I think also having like my sister my sister is so big on like reminding me of like my sources of like importance and like my goals so I have that in me all the time and especially when I'm doing something wrong and I think I like the way we are now because we we communicate in a way that reminds me of those things you know and allows me to then actually remember Sandy you matter and you want to be this way and you want to do this thing so yeah Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it for you as well. Yeah, exactly. It's very difficult to put my finger on what I was like childhood, but I think now how I see myself is a lot more complicated than I did when I was younger. Um, I think when I was younger, I think I thought things were kind of going to be seamless, you know, straightforward, mm. who you are <laughs> and how your personality should be or, you know, how you behave in the world. I thought it was going to be like a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm growing up, I, I'm realizing just how complicated I actually am. And I think because of that, that's where I have moments where I'm a bit more like, like what? Like, is that who you are? Is that what you are? Do you like this? Do you not like this? Is that actually working for you? Whereas when I was younger, I think a lot of it was just like, this is what you're supposed to do. So you do mm-hmm. it. And I didn't mm-hmm. dissect my personality the way I do now. Um, and I think the complications mm-hmm. are now arising more so as an adult than they would have done when they, I was younger because of that so I'm probably the flip side of everybody else whereas Mm -hmm. I was like straight and narrow when I was younger probably 
in terms of how I saw myself. This is this is what you do. This is how you are. This, you date one guy. You do this properly. You do this. You do this. You do this. And I think now I'm more like com- I'm more accepting of how complicated I am, and because of that, it brings up issues. Honestly, mm-hmm. it does, um, because you're having to unlearn something that you thought was the right way of being the whole the whole time, right? Um, and yeah. now having to de- like really address who you are um, and who you're not. Actually, I think it's the who you're not rather than who you are. Mm. And sometimes I think that it's complicated and I think it's messier than it, it would like, I would like it to feel, mm-hmm. but I prefer this me- I like this chaos than the straight and narrow. Mm. And, and I guess that's just natural. You, you know, when you're younger, you don't have so much control over who you are, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you feel like you're being directed and you're being guided more so. And there is resistance, but that's like, like Zah said, you can't tell whether it's growing pains or whether it's actually who you are. Mm. and then when you grow up I think you're starting to be a bit more like actually I am rebellious and I'm rebellious because of this and this and this you can probably pinpoint and explain yourself a lot better but I think there's chaos in that assurance and that that acknowledgement of how complicated you are as an individual Mm -hmm. but does it offer you like that freedom to to choose or to uh, or to dissect who you are now does it offer you a sense of self-worth? You know, like, because you're not doing like a scripted version of yourself. You're not necessarily that you're choosing who you are, but then you, you know how to analyze yourself. Does that give you a sense of like self-validation, if that makes sense? Not all the time, no. Mm. That's why I said that I would put myself between an eight and nine, because sometimes it's probably a six and other days it's a four. And I think okay. that's because of that, um, that the older that you, you know, with knowing that it, there comes pockets where you have to address certain things that you never had to. And that self-worth can change in, in a moment, you know, it can, it, and it can be the smallest thing, like somebody saying something like, Oh, you did, you did this, this way. And now you have to address something that you never had to address before. Mm-hmm. And that can instantly not necessarily devalue who you are as a person, but you mm-hmm. can just start questioning your worth at that time because of this one small thing. So mm-hmm. I think it complicates how I approach my mm-hmm. self-worth my value doesn't change but I think my self-worth right. definitely changes because of I'm addressing who I am as an individual one but then also there's pockets of you that don't get a you know sometimes you say you don't know a problem until somebody shows it to you and it's the same thing with good things you don't know that's a good thing until someone tells you that that's a good thing right so mm-hmm. having to like it's a process and I think self-worth is something that constantly fluctuates yeah. um, and yeah. it affects your self-esteem in those moments it's not saying that my complete value has gone down but I can feel really shit about something yesterday. If you asked her, I was like having a full breakdown. I was like, no, nah, fuck man, heartbreak. Then I got flowers and I was like, actually, I'm all right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I think it fluctuates because of yeah. how people respond to your personality, but also certain <clears> moments <throat> make you feel like, oh, fuck, this is really shit. And I'm really shit. Um, and that's just because as you grow, you're starting to address different parts of your personality. And I think that's what it is with me. Yeah. Whereas before... I was so much like this. Um, I don't think I would have ever had to feel the way I feel now when I'm complicated about my feelings and how I approach myself. Mm-hmm. I think my, my journey was a bit the opposite. I think for me, growing up, I always wanted to fit in. So I'd always change with whoever I was with. And mm-hmm. I cared a lot about what other people thought of me. So I put how I saw myself too much into other people. And it resulted in me not knowing who I was. 
like what do I like what are my own opinions um and being sure of that is a journey that I've kind of started doing now I think the older that I've gotten and the experiences that I've been through has made me realize that growing up I didn't really know myself but now I'm being more intentional on who is Sonia what does she like what does she who is she outside of the role of mom daughter sister you know and also like to be fair actually merging who I am at home in an African household and who I was outside at school kind of merging those also trying to find the equilibrium of English, do you like that? Yes. Equilibrium. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of of finding my own identity between being African, growing up in an African household, and growing up in a British society. Who am I, and where do I fit in, or what path mm. am I going to cover for myself? But yeah, I put I put a lot of my let's just say weight. You could be fine with your mm. body where you are until someone or an aunt is like well food exactly <laughs> and then you end up having like those conversations and not really seeing yourself as as you would have seen without that mm. seed being planted into into your mind yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but i think right now i'm i'm definitely more intentional on who i am as a person so yeah that's, that's amazing for you yeah how much of an impact do the women in our lives have ah. on our self-esteem and i will not self-worth. be here today i will be there <laughs> in listen man down. listen oh, wait if i, I want to combine two um two questions so how the women in our lives and how the men in our lives this is outside <laughs> Looking and sounding a bit. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Can you ask me a question again? Sorry. Yeah. Um, How much of an impact do the women in our lives have on our self esteem and all work? Okay. Listen, I go hard for the women in my life. Listen, shout out to all of you. You know who you are. Because at the end of the day, truth be told we would not be here <laughs> yes Mimi gun finger salute because listen like no I honestly I know I know exactly what conversations took place for me to feel so sure about what I'm saying mm-hmm. and what and the ones that continue happening god man my girls I love you like my aunties my mums like all of that they make me man they make me they do so for me the women in my life um, yeah, I, I can't even like downplay the, everything. Everything that I am is is down to the women in my life, and and a lot of them were like my older because I have a lot of older friends. Like when I say older, I mean they're like late thirties, forties now. But I had a lot of older friends when I was much younger, and I guess seeing people who were a little bit like ahead of me, and and the kind of woman they were shaping or becoming, it, it just it it made me always aware I was always aware of like who I wanted to be even though I wasn't there I always was like I could I could picture who I wanted to be before I was even there because I had loads of older friends who were embodying what it meant for them to be women and to be black and to be you know powerful or whatever it is and so I was always forward thinking about who I wanted to be because of that and because of that I always like when I turned 25, I always talk about this. I decided who I was going to be because I, I thought 
it can't be up to like fate or whatever because I've seen women literally shape and mold their lives to what they want to be and I can do the same and just the, the conversations I have wonderful conversations with my friends you guys included I have life-changing conversation discussions just even sharing things like quotes videos songs whatever it is like it's 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 I just have an eclectic group of women who literally edify me in so many ways and I wouldn't mm -hmm. be this person, especially yeah. being here in the diaspora and navigating black womanhood without my, my, the females in my life, my aunties, mm. the, the crazy women in my life who've made me feel normal for being the way I am, you know, being a bit on the loud side or being a bit, you know, on the extra side. I have women who've who literally showed me that babes it's cool you can be this in the world and there's nothing wrong with it even though i've been in spaces where i'll be people are saying you shouldn't be like that so mm -hmm. it's i'm just lucky and 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 even now with my with my sisters-in-law I, I don't know how but i managed to meet people who are like match my spirit and yeah man the women have been just incredible the men later in life yeah for sure but i think when i was younger i didn't really have male figures that I was, that I connected with. I, they were there, but I didn't connect with them. But later in life, I have friends, like my sister's boyfriend now. I've been friends with him for such a long time. And he was one of the first male figures in my life where it was like, there was not, they were not there to take away from me. And that's what I was Oh, he would love that. Yeah, he knows that. He knows that. <laughs> but the great guy. Like, they were not going to leave me. They were not going to take away from me they were not here for like a hidden agenda. So later on in my life, I started to meet men like that. People like my husband, obviously meeting him and then, you know, making amends with my dad later on in life. You know, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't like putting everything on the women, but the women have been part of my life, but the men in their own quiet way, you know, have mm. played such a significant role in just how I receive men and how I went on to receive my husband in a healthy kind of way that someone doesn't have to take away from you for it to be love. They can give you everything as well, you know? Yeah. So yeah, just, just equally as significant, I think, but just in a very different and low key way, I think. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to keep it 101 buck. Okay. I think. It doesn't care about the women in her life. <laughs> no, cause you guys are really saying some really cute cookie, sh you know, cookie shit, but I'm really like, actually, some of the women in my life have broken me just as much as the women in my life have made me. Mm. Um, that's why I was like, is what Zandi said. Yeah, you can have people in your, like your sister, that the situation you said with your sister. But I think actually the same way that the women in my life have built me and have really molded my self-esteem are the same women who have broken it as well. And that, I think that's just because human beings are complicated. But I also think I don't want to sit here and pretend that the women in my life have always been great. I don't think so. I, don't, I think they have equally as much as damaged my self-esteem as they have helped to rebuild it. Wow. Um, mm. And that's because of, yeah, like just life in general. Mm -hmm. um, friendships, it can be mm -hmm. friendships, family, etc. But I think definitely the women in my life have, are more to me in testament. Like I completely agree with you, have done more for my self-esteem as to where I am right now mm -hmm. than any, it's unmatched. Like mm. the, the, you know, I really am my sister's keeper. So I'm big on like girl power, girl love, like mm. women's circles, stuff like that. But I think in those same spaces, those same women have broken me. 
and I've lost and made friendships and regurgitated or revived situations because of the women in my life. But I think I would be a lie if I said that all the women in my life have been fantastic. I don't think so. I think they've also been massively flawed and have affected my self-esteem to a huge part. But I think in those same, it's weird because I think in the same breath, those same women are the same ones that have also built me. So it's just weird, isn't it? It's a That's difficult so relationship trippy. to have. Yeah. It's so yeah, trippy. It's a difficult relationship to have. But I prefer that than when you ask about the self-esteem you've had, you know, how the men in your um, life have affected your self-esteem. I think the men in my life have damaged it but never rebuilt it. Mm. And that's the difference mm. I have with female relationships mm. than in male relationships. Mm. Please repeat that line because you yes. please say that again. <laughs> this is a clip on its own. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Not I was that. really thinking about it because I was like, hang, hang on. So the women, I definitely believe the women in my life have damaged me, my self-esteem, but they've helped rebuild it. Whereas the men in my life or men in general have damaged it but have never contributed to rebuilding it i don't think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's yeah. so powerful so so and powerful. i think that's the difference between my female re- I, I i think my female relationships the women in my life i'm so much more tolerant of the the hard parts of the relationship because mm-hmm. i know on the other side it's so much more pleasant it's so much there's so much more love that comes into rebuilding that person and we you know loving mm-hmm. that person even though you might hurt them but loving them back to being their full self. And I think that's harder than just breaking someone and, and breaking their self-esteem and walking away. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like my female circles are like top tier because of the damage and because of the rebuilding. Mm-hmm. But with my male relationships, man, <laughs> when it comes to self-esteem, like I'm just like, mm, I don't really think you've done much to build my self-esteem. Yeah. You've done more yeah. to break it. And I know it sounds really cliche to be like, oh, men are trash. No, I'm not necessarily saying that because the journey would have been great, right? Um, this is intimate relationships, but also like family, etc. But I think up till now, my relationship with trusting men is completely different to how I trust women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will always be like that. And that is because that self-esteem part and I think just value and, you know, um, I think men have a, um, a way of breaking it, but they don't really have the skill set to rebuild it. Um, and I think that's what I prefer about my female relationships. And therefore I will cheer them on even in their hardest moments in comparison to male relationships. Mm. True. Can I just add that Nini, you're the one person that I know that will go back to failed friendship. Yeah. I don't. If we break up, that's, that is the end and I've moved on. But you are so, you're such a champion of like, we can fix this and we can get back to what we have, which for me is like, no, we can't. But you do that. And, and I guess this is why you've had that rebuilding because you've given it the opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas me, I'm like, yeah, sorry. There's <laughs> no way out. <laughs> like, you've ruined me, that's it. Or, yeah. you know, but also women haven't really ruined me in the same way that men have. But yeah, I, I really like what you said. So powerful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Do you think that's, Noni, do you think that's way, a way for you to protect yourself? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. So once someone disappoints you, you just lock them off because you don't want to expose yourself to that disappointment again. Is this why you don't? I think so. But I I think there's also part of me that's like, because Niazazi, like I know myself, Mm-hmm. So it, it, when usually I break up with someone, it's something usually very big. Like it's not, it's not petty things, mm-hmm. but it's, it's usually where I feel like you, you show me that you don't, you don't understand me or you don't get me or that you don't want to. 
so that's okay we can we can we can keep it pushing but it you know I, I think it's more that I don't want to convince anybody to love me I don't want to do that so mm-hmm. as a friend if you're not seeing me if you're not loving me it's the way I want to be loved I think I'm I think I can ask for that I can ask to be loved the way mm-hmm. I want to be loved and mm-hmm. if you're not giving me that mm-hmm. it's not I'm not asking you because I'm saying you're bad news I'm asking you to say that this is the end of the road for us which we're, yeah. we're just not there anymore and that's okay I'm yeah, yeah. peace with that so yeah. I think it's less about protecting myself it's more just that I acknowledge that maybe this mm-hmm. isn't what I thought it was and that I'm cool with letting it go mm-hmm. okay makes sense makes sense mm-hmm. um so for me I think the women in my life being able to see their struggles the challenges that they faced their own journeys of seeing them either compromising their self-worth and fighting for their self-worth has given me perspectives of things that I've been able to pick up from and saying, because I've got aunts that have been in terrible relationships and are still in terrible relationships. And I'm always questioning like, you know, like when you're like, but you deserve so much more. You are worth so much more. Why Mm -hmm. are you staying? So, From witnessing that, I've been able to see an example of what I don't want in my life, and as well as women that have triumphed and overcome challenges and seeing their journeys, I've been able to pick from what they've experienced as well um, mm-hmm. and apply things to my life, like their lessons. So I think sharing journey, um, the journeys and the stories of my mom, my aunties, my friends, it does build you up as a woman and it it actually plays a massive role in in how you see yourself and your own identity because the women in our lives are superheroes because like it's too much (laughs) because it's it's and it's sad seeing the women that you love go through so much when you know that they deserve better and Mm -hmm. you want them to see but they don't see it and even for myself I've put up with a whole lot of shit and still knowing that I deserve better, mm. I'm worth more, but mm. I'm still here. Like, what am I doing? Mm. And sometimes it does take going through a lot and even reaching reaching rock bottom to be like, do you know what? No more. Yep. And to then start rebuilding from scratch. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. I wanted to comment on something you just said, Sonia, about how um, I think sometimes because we love the women in our lives so much, maybe not because of that, but when they're going through certain things, you know, when you're seeing people going through certain mm. things, it can desensitize a bad situation. Mm. Yeah. And then you now end up in that situation. <laughs> and because you've yeah. seen it before, you're, you're, you think you're it's kind normal. of so desensitized to how bad. This, this, you shouldn't be here, my girl. That is mm-hmm. true. You should that not be true. here. But you've seen it before. It's it's almost familiar. It's almost like, yeah, you know, I kind of know how to work this. because how it is. It. I've mm. seen my mama. I've seen my aunt. I've seen my, you know, and then you end up in really, but I think, so that's like, that's why as much as um, I, I think obviously we love our, our, the women in our lives, I, I'm always very conscious about not putting people on a pedestal because yes. Mm-hmm. You, yes. Can, you can descend, can be desensitized from a lot of bad shit, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, 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 and it takes so much unlearning then because you've learned it through their own experience, not your own, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then unlearning that stuff. And, and I had to go through that. And I, I think I'm always very conscious. Like I love women. I love you. I love you in my life. But 
you know, there's, there has to be a cutoff point for me at some point because I do not want to be desensitized to things that are bad because you've accepted them for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it has to be a conscious thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. Because it can just, it's, it's something that you can just somehow just see yourself in the situation and not even know how did I get into this position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be a conscious, conscious thing. Yeah, yeah. Mimi, and also, I was just going to say, Mimi, I don't know, I think she's probably on the phone. If this is a side point. I'm just going to say sometimes what we think we're seeing in these women is just their version of the truth. So you don't actually have the full picture. So you Ooh. don't know mm. what you're actually picking up if it's, if it's the right thing to be picking up. Powerful. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Powerful. Um, so the next question I want to ask after we've just talked about that, how do we practically work on increasing our self-worth and how we see ourselves okay i'll go first because I, I i i think i have the answer to this that mm-hmm. works well for me <laughs> i'm on it <laughs> no because I, I i really i believe in the power of it so much and nonny and i spoke about i know recently. what it is okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> no because honestly i cannot and if nobody does this i hope people start doing this like right now journaling hello my gals mm-hmm. let's start journaling for me, journaling is not just like written words, right? Sometimes I speak to myself through cameras. I, you know, watch myself. And also one of my tattoos is actually a journal in itself. Um, it's a reminder to always find balance. Um, and that's why it's a straight line. If you'll see it anyway, when you see certain things, whatever. But I have a, a line on my wrist. And for the, for the most part, when I'm upset, I look at myself in the mirror. I just want to see that, what that looks like. So I'll go in the mirror, my hands will be in, in show, whatever. And I want to straighten things out. I want to make that line straight and find my balance. And in order to do that is to overtly say, like, this is what's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is what needs to happen to make it right. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm journaling, that's my conversation with myself. You know, one person is did the wrong and the other person is, okay, I'll help you. This is what we need to do. And mm-hmm. I, I do that every day. I journal morning and night or whatever. And like I said, it can be an accumulation of things videos pictures words text whatever but that for me and I do read back to my my, my general entries I try to do it at the end of the month and it's like a book reading because obviously I know what I've said before but it feels different when you're reading it back a month later and you're like what girl what were you talking about because it's (laughs) she's changed now Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so nice like I had it recently and I was reading something I said and again I'm I'm now I'm so big on being <laughs> honest with yourself. I chat the most to myself and I tell myself the, the harshest things that when I read about them a month later, I'm like, man, dust. We've done that now. Like I'm a whole different person. And it's so nice when you like read that back and you think, hmm, wow. that was a problem before. Like really? And now it's not. And yeah, yeah for me, journaling, guys, please. Even playlists, making a playlist is a journal. That in itself is like a communication. And I can't stress enough how important it is to just have like the notes, note down what is actually going wrong. Mm -hmm. With anything, you need to be able to see it so you can then fix it. You can't Mm -hmm. fix things that are not in front of you, you know? So yeah, journaling, guys, honestly, my jam. There is power in writing things down, to be honest. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, I wish yeah. I was more consistent with it. 
I think that's my problem. I because I was Sandy was telling me she does morning and night. I said I don't have time. <laughs> the time. Yeah, and I, and I want to make the time, but I was really like because I feel like going into your spirit like that. It's 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 hard work because then I can't do that quickly in ten minutes for me. Maybe you can mm-hmm. if you if you're doing it more and more. But I just think I don't have the time to sit with myself like that and do that. And I want to do it, but I, I yeah, I just I love everything you said because I think it's so. It must be affirming to look back and see what you felt then and then you're not mm. there anymore. I used to feel like that with my poetry. I don't write anymore, but yeah. that's how it was to me. Like, wow, what was going on there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, memes? Memes like, <laughs> what are the techniques of life? <laughs> Help me out. Um, no, I'm trying to think, what do I do? To be honest, I have like days where I just shut down. Like. Mm. I'm fine. I, I don't do, like, I can't do, like you said, going into myself every single time, but I have often, I'm starting to have purges a lot more than I used to have. Yeah, I have a lot more purges. So when I feel like I, I need to really, like, release some energy that's inside me to, in order to come out on the other side, I will do it. Mostly, I would say, to be honest, it's through talking. For me, it's so much easier to, to speak to somebody who will just listen rather than, like, coming back and stuff. Um so talking definitely but then I have days where I'm just like you know what I'm gonna um get dressed up and I know it sounds super I'll get dressed up play some bomb ass music mm-hmm. and like just vibe by myself like yeah you know, just, like get in touch mate I've got a really big mirror in my in my um room and it's been yeah, like you said like you walk past it you're starting to look at yourself a lot more and you're like what looks good how do I look you know, how mm-hmm. do I feel about my body? How do I feel about my face? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. And even like um, moments where you're just like, just sitting there because my mirror's right by my desk and I just pop over and look at myself and be like, oh, you know, you look mm-hmm. all right today. You look great mm-hmm. today. You just look at your mirror and just be like, you look cute or whatever. Um, and actually starting to say, I'm more vocally like, yeah, I look cute today. Mm-hmm. I feel good today. I'm really happy today. I'm actually mm-hmm. really sad today just being like openly saying how I feel has really helped um, acknowledge how I will go about my day. Um, but other than that, um, I don't know. I don't really have a, I can't say I have a tangible like point one, point two way of mm-hmm. addressing my self-worth, but I definitely feel like speaking. So, and generally, cause I don't talk, I think that's probably what, what it is. I don't talk. Mm. So now I've had to learn for the past year or so, I've had to learn to talk a lot more about how I feel. And I mm. think doing that amongst people who are safe spaces, but also people who know me best means that I have a platform where I can just spew out everything. And then just be like, all right, cool, bye. And it, it, it'd be fine. And I think mm. sometimes you need people who are going to reassure you. So I think for me, I, I realize now that I need a lot more emotional reassurance than I thought I did it. Um, and that's because I never used to speak before. Now that I speak, I really enjoy the, the reassurance. So that's really been helpful, having like a good tribe around you to reassure you because I'm not very good at doing it for myself. I think I'm good at doing it for other people. Um, so I'll be the one people call, but I'm not very good at calling other people. So I've had to really learn to be like, oh, okay, I'm really sad. Can I call you? Or this is what's going on. Can I do this? And that's really helped. So just vocalizing the moment, I think, definitely has helped my self-worth. That's good. I love that. So what I do, I allow myself to be vulnerable. So basically what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Oh God. So, 
I think, okay, so because of the way society is and social media and stuff, there's this image of perfection that we somehow all have to live up to. The perfect body, perfect skin, the perfect picture of location, the amount of money you make. There's so many factors that can affect, um, I'll speak for it for like my self-esteem and self-worth per se. So what I do is I stand in the mirror <laughs> naked and I look at myself. That's I allow myself one. to be vulnerable and just to look at myself right. and That's just a really to good one. positivity. I'll say, I love my thighs. I like my rolls. Mm-hmm. I love what, where my body is. Obviously we all have like what, how we want our own bodies to look like. But in this moment, my body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. If I'm going to eat, it will show. <laughs> it will show. <laughs> it will ah. show. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. things are, uh, I have like um, different like um, little postcards on my walls. I am loved. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am successful. I am a millionaire. Mm. It, sometimes it's like, speaking things that are not there but you speak as though you want those millions you want <laughs> yeah you know i think yeah that speak I'm, over your line so i think for me that's what has i found has worked and actually hearing myself because sometimes it, the first time i did it i was like what are you doing <laughs> like this is awkward mm-hmm. um but being comfortable with myself and that vulnerability has kind of practically helped me accept who i am and where i am in my life right now um so yeah that's that's a practical thing that i've i've been doing for myself and it is it it does work you just have to kind of keep be consistent with it um but i also did um visual journaling as well so sometimes um whenever i'm going through like a difficult moment or i am either proud of something that i've achieved i'll just do like a little short little video um on my laptop um what's called photo booth it's easy for me to record like a quick clip than to like sit down and write but yeah stand in the mirror naked guys it 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 does wonder that one is words out trust me i've never done that like is it not when unless i'm getting dressed yeah i've never done that Mm -hmm. yeah I just wanted to say, obviously, the mirror. Listen, guys. Mirror. Even if you're not naked, <laughs> just wall. look at yourself. Just like look looking at yourself and knowing why you're looking at yourself is so important. Mm. No, there's power in the tongue, guys. Literally. Oh, honey. I, there is. I'm trying to think about what what I do. I think, um, I think for me, in the last maybe um, year or two, I haven't had like tangible things that I've done. Um, but I think that the way that I live my life, I'm always affirmed on a daily basis about the kind of person that I am. And I, and I don't know whether also just, you know, living with a man that has something to do with that. But I think for me, I'm just open to the universe and what it has to offer me based on who I am. So I try and do my part. And then I just, I just wait for the, for the universe to not to reward me, but to, to just give me back what I put into the world. So my my self worth is has been less internal, with less based less based on what's internal, but just more so like what is happening around me and what I have around me, friends, family, mm-hmm. and I think and I think also you know with, with with trying to have a baby, you just become at least for me, I become less like less involved in 
the internal and more like appreciative of what is not internal because what's mm. internal is my desire to have a baby that's the strongest thing internally yeah but to get away from that i've had to appreciate what 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 else is around me that, that yeah. affects who i am you know so i think i've just been so open to to the universe giving back to me the energy that i put in and and that affirming me and who i am and just the life that I live, I, I, I try to live the life that makes me feel good now. I don't do things that don't make me feel good. I don't yes. do things that are tokenistic. And that's why I was saying that sometimes I'm not sentimental, not because I don't care, but because I don't, if I don't mean it, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just try and do things that, that move me now, that make me feel good. Like I'm not just going to do something because you have to do it. Anything that I post or that I do, it must make me feel good. And that's how I affirm myself and my, mm-hmm. my worth. And my worth now is based on being happy, not like things or, or what I think about my, even my body of like, if it's making me happy, if this, if this vessel is making me happy right now, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I don't know. I think, I think, I think I've become more vague because, because we're, when you try to have a baby and it's not happening, you get less involved about like the things that are not vague or that are like, tangible or whatever you you become more i don't know i guess more expectant from like the energies and things that are not tangible. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't you can't make sense of yeah you know, so many so it's changed me in so many ways but I, I think i'm I'm more open to to the elements rather than like me doing certain things to put certain things to happen because i know that you can do that and not get the result that you want yeah yeah um, hashtag black girl joy yes yeah. but yeah joy and I, I i as i'm saying i do things that make me feel good music let's dance yeah. i don't care how it makes me look whether i look silly people miss me like you're so crazy or whatever i'm like i'm having a good time and mm-hmm. that's what i'm doing so it's it's a it's a i try to do things that are more like i want them to be my lifestyle not like a temporary thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah I also just wanted to say, because again, this topic is like yes, well yes. up my street. No, honestly. Yes. <laughs> I can't thank you, Sonia, enough. But no, honestly, it's well up my street because it links to mental health. I also just wanted to say, like, whilst we know what we do and what makes us feel like really good or whatever, this is not to say because you don't that you're off, like you're on your way to finding that thing, like whether or not you feel like you are or not. Because there was a time when I didn't, do anything Mm. and I felt fine you know I didn't feel it less than but then came a time when I realized I needed to do ABC because it's just different different seasons deserve and require different behaviors so we're not saying what we're saying because you need to have ABC which is why also like with Nancy right now she hasn't got like something tangible because her life is just different right now so yeah no pressure you'll find it in your own time and if you don't find Mm -hmm. it you don't need it Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Do what your spirit is calling you to do. That's, yeah. that's how I live my life, to be honest. So, yeah. if you could say one thing to your children or to the younger generation about self worth and self love, what would it be? Just one thing. I am the younger generation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it out there. <laughs> Next Shabazz, don't make me old, Shamas. I am baby girl for all the listeners out there. I'm merely 21. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Toddler, in fact. Right. Especially with 
young girls growing up in the, the society we're in now, which is very image. Guys, it's really bad. I'm so it's worried. It's heartbreaking. I could have. Good luck. But you know what? Also, like I think I used to, I used to be quite like overly worried about that. But then when I speak to them, my sister is sixteen. They they they're a bit different that that generation in that they don't at, at least they don't associate like like let's say my sister anyway in her friendship group they're not as the the way we think oh they're very image you know blah 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 and conscious and they want to be like this they do have an element of like resilience about them that mm-hmm. that you don't always know until you speak to them. Because mm. we might be thinking they're victims of the situation, but they they're also finding their own ways to to like yeah, navigate. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, to navigate this new, you know, image driven. They they some of them they are finding their own ways to to, to mm-hmm. sort of fight back at that, you know. But you wouldn't know that un- until you're speaking to them. But to say what I would say about self love and self worth, I guess I'll, I'll repeat what I said. I think you 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 can, and I think this is key. You can decide. Who you want to be mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you'll become that person tomorrow but you can be intentional about who you want to be and just make small steps towards that don't worry about the big steps don't worry about the big moves the big whatever just use every day as a small step to who you want to be not who anybody wants you to be but what kind of life do you like do you want to lead and who mm-hmm. do you want to be i think you can choose that i wasn't always aware that that's something i can choose for myself Mm-hmm. So I would say something like that. Choose that and make be okay with the small steps. It can take years, but you're still it's better than still staying here because you're still mm-hmm. making the small increments to who you go. And I promise you, you get to the day where you're like, oh my god, I'm here. But mm-hmm. even when you're there, there's another new level that you're yeah. trying to get to. But be happy with your intentionality about it. That's that's something to be proud of and to be okay with. And as long as you're doing, as long as as long as joy is at the center, guys, just try and be, yeah. just try and be happy. Um, obviously, you have bad days, um, but just try and maintain joy through all of it, even when it's not looking like you're, you're where you want to be. But as long as you're being intentional and there's joy mm-hmm. and you have the right people around you, you know, you're good. But don't be hard on yourself because this thing is tough. Like, it's so mm, tough. What? <laughs> it's too tough. But, you know, just be... Be kind, be forgiving to yourself. You are going to make mistakes. It's not the end of the world. You know, you can come back from that. I, I think, yeah, just be kind to yourself and you're, you're on your way. As long as you decide it, you can be on your way. I don't know if I'll tell him anything. Mm. I think I'll, I've really enjoyed my ups and my downs now that I'm here. And I just think me personally... Not that I'm going to sit my nieces and nephews and be like, yeah, enjoy the downs. I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm okay with them figuring it out because yeah. I'm okay with what I've had to figure out. Where I am right now makes me so happy. And if that's what comes from being in hell, then okay. Like that's, mm. I'm okay with that. And if, they, if they're strong enough and they believe in their own magic, um, then yeah, there's nothing for me to tell them. Ride the wave, boys. Like that's ride the wave. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's what I would say. Just ride the wave. Okay, so I think I, I'd say things to boys and girls actually. Um, I think I'd say to girls, be careful that you spend most of your life trying to be something that you're not. Mm. Mm. 
because I know sometimes like especially I don't know social media whatever mm-hmm. actually people on social media are quite lucky because you have access to communities other people never had access to exactly. because the world is so much more accessible now yeah. so you know mm-hmm. if you're feeling insecure you can follow plus size models to make you feel better you can curate yeah. your entire life you can. you can to who you are and yeah. just be careful about not spending the whole your whole time trying to be something that you're not because mm-hmm. um best and worst advice we've ever got and take that very good it's always been like oh um you spend half your life learning from your own mistakes right mm. and sometimes it's really good to pay attention to what other people the mistakes they've done and mm-hmm. see whether that's going to fit into your life and whether those are the mistakes that you will make but also be conscious be okay with making mistakes and i think mm-hmm. i haven't been and mm. yeah just be be conscious and be okay with making mistakes because you know what Everyone is fucking winging it. Nobody mm-hmm. has a what? bloody clue what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. it. Yeah. If you see somebody, All you think oh, God, they've got their things together. You have no clue mm-hmm. what it looked like to get mm-hmm. to that point, but also there, what the yeah. reality actually looks like. Like, like Sonia said, look at yourself naked if it's about your body or whatever like that. But I think, do you know what? In this world, things changed so much when I was growing up it was all being skinny and like not having big lips mm. and I used to get bullied for having big lips and people used to call me Jay-Z and I'm like look at that you you lot are now going to get people the, same bomb, Come on. the same bomb <laughs> the same lip that you said was ugly so if we spend our life especially with beauty standards constantly That's trying to keep up yeah. you're gonna regret it you're, you're gonna never... regret it yes. because you're gonna have big bum and it's not gonna be in fashion anymore and you're yes. gonna feel stupid so <laughs> You know, just 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 be conscious of not trying to be who you're not. Also, the men around you don't have a fucking clue what they're doing too. So don't force yeah. stupid. Yeah. Don't have to have it all together. You know. Yeah. That's the motto. Don't force stupid. No one has a clue what they're doing. Do you? And ask questions and ask for help. I guess. I think I would say be gentle with yourself. The road to self worth and self love and self assurance is not a straight road. No. there's going to be so many ups and downs where you will feel like nothing where you feel like you're on top of the world um but just be kind be gentle with yourself everyone's winging it and you're not alone trust me because the next person could also be having the same insecurities as you are but because you haven't spoken to spoken about it you feel like you're the only person who is struggling with whatever mm-hmm. you're struggling so just mm-hmm. be kind be gentle with yourself and just wing it, babes. Wing You'll get it. there. You'll get there. No, but I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, so I've found this quote, I think. It's just a, a short line, and it's by Oscar Wilde. It says, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. And I think mm-hmm. it sums up of, you know, we should date ourselves. Love yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, every aspect yeah. of who you are because that's what makes you who you are um and nothing is by mistake you know mm. um, even some of the hard experiences that you may go through sometimes sometimes sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> listen sometimes sometimes Things, the things that we go through shape us into the strong women and men that we are today. Um, and all we can do is just lift each other up. And don't compare yourself to everyone else because your journey is your own. 
and then there's only one one you in this world and you are more than enough they could um, never make another me <laughs> never <laughs> Even if so, I also put it out there. Mina, yeah. I'm not strong. I'm soft. What do you mean? Mimi is three zero next year. That's what I want to know. <laughs> what do you mean? I am a child. Oh my life. We're all children of God. It's okay. When were you uh-huh. We're children, children of God. Child. <laughs> children of God. I love it. Love it. Sonia, this was a wonderful yeah, topic. Brilliant. Yeah. I just well, want to say that well, you guys sweet. are killing it out here as well. You guys are yeah. strong women, genuinely. <laughs> you are. Even you, Mimi, you're strong, babe. <laughs> you're strong. It's a rejection over here. No. I rebuke it <laughs> in the name of God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I love the journey, seeing the journeys that we've been through um, individually and coming together and sharing those journeys and lifting each other up. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening Aww, to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet. I love you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this recording. Um, you can find our podcast on all listening platforms that's Google Music, Apple, and Spotify. And we're Sonky Podcast on everything. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. And yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Love, you love, yourself. Yourself. love yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs>